You're listening to episode 194 of the 360 Vegas podcast. Check out the blog at 360vegaspodcast.com or send us an email at 360vegaspodcast at gmail.com. You can support the show when you shop at Amazon, Vegas.com, or Caesars Entertainment. Simply go to the blog, click on the corresponding banner, and go about your shopping. It's that easy to give us money without giving us money. Day after tomorrow, gentlemen, we'll be in Las Vegas. Welcome to Vegas. Las Vegas functions on a 24-hour-a-day schedule. The casino. Big volcano out in front. That's the Eiffel Tower. Bellagio. Riviera. The Mirage. Flamingo. Sahara. The MGM Grand. This isn't the real Caesars Palace, is it? On a camel. They always put the machines that pay off the most right in the front. Good luck. The strip is just the most amazing stretch of road, I think, probably anywhere in the world. Kicking ass in Vegas. Vegas, baby. Vegas, baby. Welcome to Las Vegas. All right, have you seen the Book of Mormon? No, unfortunately, I have not. Sarah, what are your thoughts on the Book of Mormon? We're big fans of South Park, big fans of Matt and Trey. Yep, yep. Was really excited to go see it. Super looking forward to it. I mean, the the reviews, obviously, it's one of Tony and... Seven. It won like seven Seven? Uh, One of shitload. Anyway, um, yeah, so it it came to Memphis, uh, the touring, the the national touring company came through. It's actually the second time here. We missed it the first time. Right. Um, So, yeah, we went to go see it on Saturday. Um, Would you stop with the ums already? I'm not cutting them out. I, I just, I want to identify that normally I would have cut out all eight of those. Well, that's usually what I'm thinking right. when, when I'm umming. <laughs> it's like you need that pregnant pause to think and gather your thoughts. <laughs> Honestly, I, I was, I was unimpressed. Okay. Just really? Yeah. There, there were parts of it that were really funny. Well, I mean, and how many live productions do you get? Where do you get to go where it's considered art and culture and yet they have a song called fuck you god in it so yeah um and, and talking about fucking god and his cunt and ass and everything else so yeah it, it i think that um again there were parts of it that were really funny there were other parts though that were just so slow and there was some, like, yeah okay, there was we gotta, we gotta get it. moving yeah i I don't understand why people are raving about it as it is and I know that I'm gonna have some people I mean we liked it I think you might have liked it better than I did. I was really disappointed. I was expecting it to be... Yeah. It was a good show. Yeah. It wasn't I, a great show. I, I, I'm firmly, I firmly believe a lot of the love that they're getting out of this is that you don't hear people use the word, you know, butt fucker and clitoris uh, circumcision and shit like that in a play, and they're like, we're, we're at a cultural Oh, general event. butt fucking naked? Yeah. Gen- yeah. <laughs> uh, you can... Um, it's it, a character's it, name, by the way. Yeah, general butt fucking naked. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's kind of like, well, you know, we're in and a theater, so you can get away with this. It's culture. It's art. You you can say motherfucking And the, the group rapist. of elders, when they came out in the dance routine with the Suppressing, accessories. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> it, that, I mean, there were parts of it that were really funny. I would definitely say, if you haven't seen it, sure, go. Don't it's kind of like reviews. Don't take don't take our word for it. Yeah, yeah. Because obviously we're in the minority because people have been raving about it for forever. And again, won all kinds of Tonys and everything else. I I wonder if we had seen it with is his name Josh Gad? Uh, Josh Gad, yeah, the guy that originally 
who does the, vo- the, the voice of Olaf in, in Frozen for another point of reference for some people. But he played um, one of the original leads on Broadway. Mm-hmm. Um, and the guy that we saw playing that character was obviously... Doing a, a, a decent impression of him. Well, I, I think that Josh made it his own character. I mean, you, you can't play that any other way. So now anybody else that tries to play it is, is trying to duplicate and replicate what he did. And this guy was funny. He had a, a couple of, you know, that the, he he was good. He The way that he slipped in the one-liners and stuff it was wasn't great. A, it, it's not even necessarily But him. he was it, obviously impersonating. Right. It was just there were lulls in it. And maybe, maybe it's just because you have to set up the, the storyline. And maybe we just knew too much about Mormonism that... When they got to those parts, like they have to lay the groundwork to explain to you why Maybe this you sounds know, so. You crazy. know more about it than I did, but um, it was, yeah. It just there again. Parts of it were really good, but in the whole, for like the whole show, I would say it was a good show. I wouldn't say it was a great show. I think I also kind of enjoyed the inappropriate humor, just so I could kind of look around at southern people of like, who's offended? Oh, who's yeah, who's offended. Right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, there were a couple things I'm like, oh my goodness. Yeah. Uh, like yeah, I probably laughed a little bit harder. I'm going ah, anybody upset? Ah. <laughs> but it's Matt and Trey, so you knew that that was. I mean, well, I was expecting that going in. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah, they didn't pull any punches as far as language goes. But I really hope that doesn't stop anybody else from going to see it if you haven't. Because again, yeah, we're obviously in the, min- in the minority. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I certainly won't see it when I'm in Vegas. Well, you won't see anything while you're in Vegas. No, minus, exactly. Minus gaming tables, food, and booze. <laughs> <laughs> they could literally do the show right down the walkway of the casino, and I'd be like, I don't know what's going on. Excuse me. That- <laughs> Excuse me. I'm trying to get to that blackjack table. Thank you. Exactly. <laughs> That's funny. Well, listen, let's start the show. He's Mark. She's Karen. I'm Tony. And as always, we start with Random Vegas. Binion's was the first hotel in Vegas to put carpet down throughout the gaming floor. We got that from at Vegas underscore only. I just found that amusing. We know that Binion's has done a lot of, well, back then it was Horseshoe, that they did, well, I guess it was Binion's A lot of the first. Yeah. yeah. But it just, it, it amuses me when you think about a lot of the properties downtown now to go, they were the first to put down carpet. And you're like, and they haven't changed it since. <laughs> yeah, just, I was just going to say, if you've been through Binion's, you'll be like, oh yeah, it's, it's, uh, yeah. that's what they had originally. The same stuff. <laughs> I think they did actually just change their carpet out a little bit ago, but even then, like the new stuff coming in here, if, if somebody told me, this is the original carpet, I'd be like, really? I'm not surprised. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's move into Twit Pick of the Week. It's like the greatest Lego playset that doesn't exist, but really should. A view only the gods have, and those who fly helicopters and high rollers. Uh, but only those people, only those people. It doesn't hold a candle to its original incarnation without the Fremont Street experience, but in Vegas, just be glad that it still exists. It may just be me, but an aerial shot of the Fremont Street experience looks like a shiny condomed penis. Ooh, or, or perhaps an uncircumcised schlong. No, wait, no, wait. It, it's like the erector set version of the vagina diagram in junior high school sex ed. Oh my God. Wow, what kind of junior high sex ed did you get to take? I think, I think I'm projecting, but <laughs> thanks to, <laughs> okay. thanks to <laughs> at sore mustache. Clearly I had one thing on mind, <laughs> or in mind when I was going through schooling <laughs> and possibly somehow. Thanks at sore mustang for sharing a great pick of Vegas that I somehow turned into genital daydreams. And I just, I wonder how you can, you can go from comparing it to um, condom penis or an uncircumcised 
dick or whatever you said, and then compare it to an, a vagina erector set or something. Like, how do you see both of those in the same picture? Well, I, I, I refuse to explain why dicks come to mind first, if that's what you're trying to get that's at. That's the one I can probably, well, that's probably the one I can see most in the picture. <laughs> but then how do you, the same picture, you also see a vagina. I don't get it. Yeah, I don't know. I, I haven't seen the inside of a vagina in a super long time, <laughs> so I'm going off of memory. And my memory is that it was something of a triangle, like a, like a pyramid scheme, kind of, and then had like some tubes out on the side. That's what I was looking at. I was like, I was like, see how long it is? That's like the canal or whatever, and then it gets up <laughs> into the area. <laughs> oh my God! I'm sorry I asked. <laughs> yes, yes, you should be. <laughs> yeah. Oh well, as always, we will link to the photo on our blog and. Featuring all of, all of our social media outlets, such as Flickr, Pinterest, Facebook, Google+, and Twitter. Let's move into the news. So it looks like the Stevens Group expands again. Never one to miss an opportunity. It was announced this week that the Stevens Group have once again purchased property in downtown Las Vegas. This time, it was the Bridger Building, located south of the downtown Las Vegas Event Center, right across the street from it, to be honest. The $2.7 million winning bid means the Stevens Group now owns three casinos, the D, Golden Gate, and the former Las Vegas Club, which is currently closed. The downtown Las Vegas Event Center behind the D, or Catacorny, Catacorny? Catty <laughs> Corner. Catty Corner from the D, and now the Bridger Building. However, Vital Vegas is reporting that the plans are anything but glamorous. Plans are to renovate the 10-story building into a warehouse first, then office space, and finally a distribution center for their three casinos. The Bridger Building has been empty since 1995 when the Clark County government offices relocated. Wow. There's a lot of abandoned downtown buildings. I'm, I, I agree. I'm also really surprised. I just wonder what it's going to look like when you walk into it. Well, you're not going to walk into it. It's always going to be private space. No, I know, but okay, so here's the only reason I mentioned this. So we are looking to expand, potentially move our office. And mm -hmm. so this week we did a tour with a broker to look at different spaces. Okay. And there's a building um, actually right down the street from our existing office that's, you know, the whole building's up for sale. It's about 12,000 square feet. It used to be the Social Security Administration office. How many government buildings just get abandoned? Uh, yeah, well, so it's funny. So you walk in. And, you know, like the little windows they have with the plexiglass and the little speaker? Yeah, yeah. 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 So it had like four of those. <laughs> and then you walk down, a, like the hallway on the side had even more private little cubes where almost like you would go to visit somebody in prison and you, th this is what you had to talk through them. It was the weirdest thing. So that's the only reason that popped into my head when, you know, it's been closed for since 95. Right. This one hasn't been closed that long, but you walked into it and it was so eerie because you're like... The hell did they use this thing for? Just the way it was laid out. So I'm sorry. That's my brain went. In no, that's direction. fascinating because I'm I'm with you. Possibly one of the reasons why I like shows like Love It or List It or Property Brothers shit like that is because I don't have the imagination to reimagine a space. Like I see a space and they're like, well, we'll put the kitchen over there. Like or fixer upper. There's, her a, upper. there's, yeah. a, there's a huge wall right there. Like we'll remove the wall. Like how are you gonna remove a wall? Like Knock I just I, I just can't wrap my head around it. That's why it's like I love when they go, we're gonna do this digital. Like they do with the whole digital yeah, thing. But we're it doing was this. You do it. So like. The creepy, part, the creepy part is walking in and seeing something that obviously had a purpose that was now right. abandoned. 
Especially something that had a secure purpose. Yeah. Well, it's got to be like what I would imagine an abandoned prison would feel like. weird. So, yeah, we were making jokes about, oh, when you're, you know, franchisees come in, you, you tell them, okay, you're in trouble. Go down to, to cubicle <laughs> six all the way down in the end, you know. And, you know, bulletproof glass so that they don't come in and, you know, mess us up. Right. <laughs> Well, for a distribution center for their three casinos, it's going to make it significantly easier for Danny Ocean and his guys to get the money out. Oh, when it's wow. See? See, Derek doesn't spot. think of everything. He doesn't think of everything. You're absolutely right. You just consolidated all the assets. Yeah. yeah well, I'm sure the money won't be there, but... <laughs> you never know. <laughs> I think they literally will just keep it in a big room. That's what they've got 10 stories. That's, That's right. That's what they're going to do. That's, That's where they keep exactly. the money. They're going to hollow out the middle, and they're going to build like a like a Scrooge McDuck type swimming pool oh, made so of gold can, coins. That'd be fantastic. He can swim in it. That's right. Yes. Absolutely. I, I get that reference. <laughs> Loved it. That's excellent. I also love uh, Chumley's shenanigans have been revealed. This is... This is. It's not as bad as what's coming up, so let's just let's move on. <laughs> the details of the arrest report for Chumley were released this week, and he's in trouble. <laughs> it reveals that detectives found multiple guns, meth, weed, and Xanax. More specifically, while police were investigating sexual assault, they found a floor safe and a vault. Chumley was on site while the search was going on and was reluctant to open the safe upon police request. He admitted to police that it contained weed and guns, but clarified that he smokes, quote, a lot of weed. And what was in the vault was for personal use and not for distribution. <laughs> Tell me that isn't foreshadowing. Like, I know what you're going to think, but I really look at me. Look at me. I'm a big dude. I do this a lot. <laughs> However, what police found would call that statement into question. In the vault slash safe, they found a digital scale multiple clear plastic baggies, one with a white residue, a folded up $1 bill, a smoking pipe, rolling papers, weed in various sizes of bags, Xanax bars, which I was unaware is a thing, and 12 handguns and rifles. That's a, that's a hell of a say. Police said based on the amount of narcotics and narcotic paraphernalia found throughout the house, it suggests that Chumley at least allows people to use drugs in his house but that what they found, they found commonly with drug dealers when they searched them. No comment has been issued by the cast of Pawn Stars or the History Channel. Okay, so wait, wait, wait. What is a Xanax bar? I don't know. I assume it's like pot brownies, right? Oh, that's 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 interesting. Yeah, that's probably <laughs> what they mean. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I think guess. it's a I don't think it's a giant bar of the drug known as Xanax. <laughs> It's like one of those Wonka bars. Right. <laughs> it's it's pure Xanax. It's in its most pure form. That'd be fucked up. Can you imagine people like, oh yeah, I had two thirds of a Xanax bar. But like Jesus Christ. Because I've got a Xanax bar now. I've got a Xanax bar all in my face. I don't know. That was just, I just I love the movie. So I, I just I just I want to see uh, Chumley dressed up as an Oompa Loompa now. Nice. See, I, here's the thing that I'm this. Nobody is still addressed. I want to know why he's unauthorized to have guns. What is it that you've done that makes you unauthorized to have any gun, let alone fucking 12? If he well, has, he if he's got any type of felony conviction, that typically will prevent someone from being able to own a gun. Okay, so what's Which it? I don't think he did up until that point, but the, the, another article I read said that only five of the 12 were registered to him. You have to register guns in Nevada? 
I think you got to register guns anywhere. We don't have to register our gun. That was one of the things they fought about for in Illinois. And it, I think it, it might have it might have turned just before we left. I know here they don't give a fuck. No, here they don't care. But I thought I thought there was still something like it's on record that you bought it. Oh, oh. So not okay. like a not like a Foyd. So Illinois has a Foyd card. So it, uh, okay, which I, are not the same thing. I like if you now. if you're caught with a gun, even if you bought it legally in the state of Illinois, and you don't have a Foyd card, which is basically like a, a separate ID card. It, it's like it's a license. A it's a license to have a gun. To own a gun, it you is. have to have a license. But if you have a gun and you don't have a FOID card, it's a felony if you get caught with a gun. Right. So what you're saying is they're registered in the sense that it can be traced back to, That's to my the understanding. that probably the other ones were not purchased by legal means. That's my guess. Or something. Yeah. I don't know. Probably, probably through the pawn shop, to be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, it would make sense, but why wouldn't he have papers for that? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Tony, what are some very basic felonies that somebody could get into that would... Because, I mean, we have no idea what he did, but I'm curious. Like, what could somebody do that's considered a felony, but overall, like, we as the normal population would be like, oh, well, that's just a dumb thing. I mean, it's it's the rule. He shouldn't have them, but... I'll tell you, um, a crazy law that's uh, on the books still here in Michigan is... How do I want to phrase this? Breaking in... Safe breaking is a life offense here in Michigan. What? They've never, they being the legislature, has never updated the laws since back when the only time you would ever have a safe is in a bank. Mm -hmm. And so I represented a 18-year-old kid one uh, one day, one time, uh, for busting open a safe that his friend's mom used to keep recreational marijuana in. Mm And the kid got charged with a life offense of um, Jesus Christ. Oh safe breaking. God. I'm sorry. The drug laws in this country are fucking ridiculous. I, I mean, obviously, the safe cracking thing isn't that. But when you consider what you can get away with, it, murder, you know, rape, all those things. But it's like drug possession charges. It's so fucking ridiculous. Well, so ridiculous. here's where he's really going to run into problems, I think, is this this aspect about having the digital scale, the oh, multiple clear plastic bags. Yeah. Yes. That's that's what's indicative. I had one, I represented um, a client one time who, he, well, he was being charged with um, distribution because when they picked him up, he had two or three bags of, I think, marijuana it, or cocaine. It's, or, up, it's up over a certain well, if you have amount. a certain quantity, it can right. be argued that it's distribution. But I'm totally with Tony. If you have multiple baggies, what do you have, a fucking travel size bag? No. If you own weed, it's condensed in one place. Well, and the fact that they said they had, you know, weed in various sizes. That's, right. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. to Tony's point, having the scale and other smaller baggies I think and stuff, the scale is really damning. Yeah. Big time. So it's it's going to be interesting what they're going to wind up doing. I mean, with him, there's a lot of. I mean, again, we still don't know what's going on with this alleged sexual assault situation. Well, the funny thing uh, is, no charges have been filed for that yet. But yeah. but and I didn't put this in the story, but I'll share it from memory. What they were there for is apparently the sexual assault. They didn't specifically say it was him, but it was kind of eluded that it might be. But what they were there to get was betting were uh, they were looking for certain things that were described in the in the charges that you know whoever filed them said well this was there and this was there they were looking to see if all those things were there and that's when they stumbled upon this other shit so so two things one um, I googled what a Xanax bar is and apparently Xanax is is two milligrams worth of Xanax it's shaped like a bar and can be divided into quarters huh. and it's apparently the easy way to, to abuse Xanax so apparently you can get it that way huh. Um, the second thing is, I read another article that said they found 
in his house what they called the Chum Chum Room. Yes, I heard about this. <laughs> I didn't put it in the show, but if you recall it, go. It basically was a room with a stripper pole in the middle. <laughs> and I got kind of grossed and creeped out just by that. Yeah, I agreed. Because this guy's not the brightest you know, bulb in the box. He's not the sharpest knife in the drawer. Pick the pick the analogy you want to use. Yeah. It, it, and he's just not attractive. The at one all. thing I would say is like when I heard weed was attached, we're like going, oh, I always thought he was kind of slow on the show, but now like stone constantly, like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah, I get that. I see that now. And so here's the other thing. So he's, I mean, by all intents and purposes, and even on the show, he's Corey's best friend. You would have to imagine they're the four stars. That fucking show is super popular. You have to believe he has a shit ton of cash, right? Right? Oh, of course. He, oh, sure. he probably doesn't have as much. Well, clearly he wouldn't, but he is still <laughs> Rick, one of the Rick four stars. Rick and the stars. old man. He Absolutely. is one of the four stars. Rick and the old man. And then Corey's going to be in there because Corey's, is you know, the son. The right. Chum Lee's kind of the, the funny comic relief that they brought along for the ride. Right. I, so I don't think he's nearly as... Well, and maybe to your point, maybe he's making... 80 grand a year for showing up on that. I meant it it more from the standpoint of he's Corey's best friend. Corey's been over there and Corey's involved in this. And that's why you're not hearing anything from the rest of the Pawn Stars cast. Oh, fuck. I didn't even think about that. Because if they can find anything linking Corey to all of this. Holy shit. What a great fucking point of view. I never even thought of that. I don't know how you didn't think of that. (laughs) (laughs) He's he's on a Xanax bar right now. I'm like, I have no idea what they are. Cut, cut, cut. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, let's move on to the next creepy story. The child porn illusionist. Our rights are being fringed upon. The government of today has no right to tell us how to live our lives because the government of 200 years ago already did. They also protected us from tyranny against the seizure of tasteful, artistic photographs of beautiful bodies. That same government wants to come into our house and tell us what isn't art. It's not right. If it isn't clear, I'm literally quoting It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia because this guy is a fucking monster. Okay, well, it wasn't clear that you were quoting anything, but I was like, I hope you're just being really super sarcastic. (laughs) I know we have a lot of listeners that do watch it, and I know they quickly caught on to it. Like, oh, yeah, he's doing a Philly reference. But, yeah, this guy's a fucking monster. This week... German-born Tropicana headliner illusionist Jan Raven, well, I don't care if I pronounce it wrong, was arrested when police found graphic images of child porno... porno uh, you know what it is. <laughs> involving, quote, very young children while performing a court-approved FBI search of his home. According to the complaint filed, a link to Jan was found when an undercover FBI agent infiltrated an internet file-sharing network dealing in child porn. Some of the files linked to the illusionist had video of young boys engaging in sex with men. In January, the FBI seized two computers and an external hard drive from Jan's home. Analysis of the hard drives found 3,235 videos and 105 images depicting child porn. I'm going to go on record as saying, in my entire life, I've never watched 3,000 different pornographic videos. That's a lot. Yeah. Oh, that's, I call that Tuesday. <laughs> apparently, I'm a rookie. apparently I'm a rookie. <laughs> Jan Raven has been performing in Vegas since 2011 and won the Merlin Award for Illusionist of the Year in 2014. Former winners include Siegfried and Roy, David Copperfield, and Chris Angel. 
it, they were running out of people. I was going to say, when, when are they going to show up on a, a, a list of search and seizures? <laughs> yeah. He is currently being held without bail because he poses a threat to the community and is considered a flight risk. The Tropicana has already announced that they have severed ties with the performer and removed all traces of his existence from their website. In an attempt to misdirect, Jane's, Jan's, yeah, his lawyer made a point to focus on the multiple employees who abruptly lost their job as a result of the show being canceled abruptly because their boss wants to fuck children or finds that attractive. He didn't say the latter part, but that's, let's be honest, that's what we're getting at, right? You know, it, are, are we getting lawyer age. Tony, or are we getting are we getting fun Tony? What are we getting? Oh well, no, 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 no. I I, I don't understand, <laughs> um, especially when you live in Vegas, where there are so many different types of kinks that I'm sure you probably can live out. What it is about children that would have any interest in, for someone is is beyond me. I, I just don't understand that. You can literally do probably anything you want in Vegas, uh, and there's probably a market for every type of interest. So it just seems to me like you could find something. But I mean, but one I, so I so one one little one little caveat to what you just said. I don't care if you're in Vegas or not. There are way more other weird freaky kinks that you can get into than that has to do with anything to do with children. Things that aren't legal. Oh, absolutely. So there are people I, that I, like I, snuff films. That's any that, anybody snuff, that prefers it, children. Is, am I the only one that says a snuff film is it's, it's way more acceptable than than child porn? Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm not touching that one with a ten foot pole. I'm not saying it's acceptable in any fashion. Until you start to compare it and be like, going, well, I mean, obviously, it's better to fucking kill somebody than it is to have a kid or have sex with a fucking boy, young boy, young, young anybody. Underage, young. Yeah, I, I don't condone it. I, I don't have any issue with yeah, it. Yeah, I, I, I don't think I can agree with that because somebody's dead versus severely traumatized. So, so you're so, saying exactly even field then on that? I, I, I think they're both heinous, and, and you need to rot in hell if you do either one. Yeah. Well, I, I, I guess I'm so. I'm a little ignorant to snuff films. Does the per, does the person not want to die in the snuff film? <laughs> <laughs> That's a I've, I I'll be honest, Tony. I've not done enough research okay. uh, on, okay. on this specific, but I am aware that in a snuff film, a person dies at the end of it. So there is kind of climax and death. So I I, I, I I don't know. Perhaps to your point, like, oh, no, 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 they wanted to die. I don't understand the problem this, here. This is a way of committing suicide. They're right. all good with it. If you got to go. Make it artistic. Right. So can I flip over to a unrelated topic, but related? As long as it's related. Jared. Uh, Jared Fogle. Subway, oh, yeah. Subway yeah. spokesman. <laughs> that, that's, that was Speaking great. of child porn. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know if you guys saw, beginning of last week, there was an article that he was assaulted in prison. Shocking. Shocking. By yeah. a... 60-year-old man that was in for armed robbery mm -hmm. uh, who apparently got fed up that there were so many child molesters uh, in the prison that he, I, he went after Jared. I love how criminals judge other criminals. And, <laughs> oh, they do. No, and that, the, both... I murdered 30 people, but what you did is unacceptable. Well, no, his was armed robbery. I'm just, totally, I'm totally different. Um, the, the funny thing is, is later that same week, he was assaulted again. He, in prison. He, he seems like a pretty easy target, Karen. Well, and not only that, they both the articles made a comment about how um, child molesters or child predators in prison are like well, yeah, the, the worst of oh, the worst. Yeah. And they're, even the rest of the prisoners who've murdered people and everything else. So, again, Jared hasn't murdered anybody, but he preyed on kids. I the sorority, but what you did. Yeah. They're viewed as the worst of the worst. So what I find funny, and they do mean funny, 
is that he was assaulted twice in one week in prison, which I think is just, you know, pure karma. Poetic back justice. At him. Oh, yeah, yep. totally. Totally. You don't like spreading out the punishment? Oh, no, they can. It'll, it'll continue. I have no doubt about it. <laughs> he, not, only, not only is he a child molester, but he was nationally famous before then. So he's just got a target on his back. And every time I hear about, oh, he got hit again. Poor up. guy. Right. Yeah, it, it's straight. That was sarcasm. <laughs> anyway. Well, then tell me about the NHL coming to Vegas. <laughs> what, are you going to go refill your drink? <laughs> He's already gone. He's already gone. Yeah. <laughs> it's being reported that Vegas will be getting an NHL team, possibly in time for the 2017-18 season. If so, it will be announced before the draft, potentially at the NHL Awards, which are held in Vegas. The league has already begun discussions on the logistics involved in an expansion draft, so Vegas will actually field a competitive team instead of the disaster the Atlanta Thrashers expansion was that lasted 11 years before relocating to Winnipeg. It's believed that the NHL is overlooking the risk to move into the market in order to beat the NBA into the city. Team owner Bill Foley will be charged half a billion dollars for the right to have a team. Yes. I, I gotta be honest, I didn't think this was gonna happen. I, and I don't think it's gonna work out well. I, I don't. Yeah, we'll it's Vegas. Yeah. There, you cannot be farther from ice and hockey country. <laughs> in the desert. Maybe that's why they would the like desert. it. No. Like, oh, we're going to the game. Thank God. They oh. didn't even do it down here. My first meeting down here, I'm up in front of all the operators, and I made a, I quoted Wayne Gretzky. And there was, like, crickets. And I'm like, okay, so let me explain who he is first. <laughs> <laughs> and I know I'm in the South, but come on, folks. It, it just, yeah, <laughs> they're not, it, it's going to be bad. You're, you're not going to fill that. Yeah. People in Las Vegas don't have clothes enough to bundle up before going into the arena. I don't think they'll need to. I would imagine their body temperature is adjusted. <laughs> yeah. According that's to Alistair, that's a thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because yeah, Alistair's... not enjoying Chicago weather right now, apparently. I, I know, exactly. I'm on, on a two-week vacation. No. Don't pick and on Alistair. He'll be here chilly. next weekend. He will be. That's right. Yeah. Super excited. All right, well, let's uh, move on to Prop Bets. For those of you unfamiliar, Prop Bets is an extension of the news, but with just bits and pieces of noteworthy items. First up, The Still, the new lounge at the Mirage featuring food served from an Airstream truck in the location formerly home to the Revolution Lounge, is now open, and pictures that they've shared don't help to shed any light on this concept whatsoever. I can't wrap my head around it. I mean, granted, we don't have a lot of memory. Like, we never went into the Revolution Lounge, so I, I can't. I can't really speak to that, but I just didn't get it. I, get it. I have nothing to add. Yeah, except your part. Oh. <laughs> Quit dicking around your fucking phone. After closing their location at the link, it's now reported that the Purple Zebra is simply undergoing renovations to resize their footprint. They expect to reopen in June. And also, the Polaroid Photo Bar has finally failed and been renamed Photo and Go. Well, they continue to not accept that the concept will never succeed. <laughs> I haven't even walked into it. Oh. I haven't even walked into oh, this. Oh, we did. Good for you. We, we walked in, and we were like, this is so dumb. Get out. Go. Yeah. Go. It's basically a gigantic store. It's dumb. For what? Polaroid cameras? Yes. Photo frames, frames that Polaroids fit in, Polaroid. You want to talk about, you know what? You know why I bet you that place had to close down? Because the <laughs> child porn illusionist, who was the only person that actually uses... <laughs> Polaroid cameras. You know, it's funny. We, we we had this conversation at work about brands that have failed over the years, and Polaroid was one of them. Polaroid was at the forefront of photography for years and yeah. years and years. And then all of a sudden, they 
like the whole digital thing came out and they're like, yeah, we're not digital never work. It's all about film. It's all about film. It's all about everything else. And if it wasn't for Outcast, like quoting Polaroid in that song <laughs> a few years ago, it never would. It wouldn't have lasted as long as it did. Yeah. Let alone, you know. Yeah, I, don't know time ago. I don't know. I get it. There's a theory out there, and, and it kind of ties back into the point that I was making about the illusionist. There's a theory out there that the reason Polaroid was as successful as they was was because couples might be able to take, say, intimate pictures in the boudoir, and uh, they didn't have to <laughs> be embarrassed of taking their film in to the Rite Aid to get de- uh, developed. Yeah, until digital came along. Until yeah, digital came printed along. at home, right. yeah. Exactly. So... All right, it's been confirmed that MGM is selling the crystals to Investco slash Simon Property for $1.1 billion. MGM CEO Jim Murin tried to spin this by saying the transaction demonstrates the strength in Las Vegas as a premier destination for visitors around the world. I have absolutely no idea how that does that. I, I No, it's a colossal, my guess, failure. Because if it's successful, and we've said it already, we've talked about it on the show, if it were so successful, why would you sell it off? If it's a cash cow, why wouldn't you hang on to it? Uh, I'll be honest, I'm surprised you got $1.1 billion out of it. Well, the space, I think, is gorgeous. I just think anything in it is almost, well, yeah, I can't do anything. There has to be a revenue stream behind it yeah. that justifies the $1.1 billion. I can't believe it has that. I, I don't get it. Well, the question is, does the buyer get to do whatever the hell they want with it? Uh, you, I can't believe that. You can't believe that the buyer can do whatever they want? Yeah. They own it. So let's change out the tenants. Let's put more restaurants in oh, there. Let's that. make this a nightclub. Let's oh, make this a... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That I get. That I can see. No, they're not going to blow it up. That's what I mean. I, th- I thought they're, no, like, no, no, they're no, going to no. gut it and make it into a zoo. Like, that's never going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> the world's largest Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> <laughs> Considering all the, the bad parents that take their kids to Vegas, that might Dave actually get Buster's some traffic. Right some there. Traffic. Dave and Buster's. <laughs> Well, that's going to do it for news and prop bets. Let's move on to coming attractions. Coming Attractions is the portion of the show where we share with you acts and artists outside of the usual residencies that will be performing in Vegas in the future. First up, Cage the Elephant is performing at The Joint at Hard Rock, Saturday, June 25th. The show starts at 7 p.m. Tickets start at $38. That's all there is to that line. I was expecting expecting one more sentence of something. Oh, why did you stick me with this one? Listen, we, we don't judge anybody for mispronunciations here. We can barely speak. Photographer Yusuf Karash's Icons of the 20th Century exhibit, featuring Humphrey Bogart, Audrey Hepburn, Winston Churchill, and 58 more, are now on display at the Bellagio's Gallery of Fine Art. No word on how long the exhibit will stay, but they will be on display daily from 10 a.m. to 7.30 p.m. Tickets are 16 bucks. You know, they remind me of some of the really cool pictures that are in Cosmic Ball. I want to go see this. Oh, I would totally go see this. Okay, we need to do this one over there. Cheech and Chong are performing at TI Friday, June 24th. Show starts at 9 p.m. Tickets start at $56. Widespread Panic is performing at The Joint at Hard Rock Friday through Sunday, July 8th through the 10th. Show starts at 7 p.m. Tickets start at an undetermined amount to encourage ticket sales. I hate when they announce shits out and they're like, oh, you got to wait for another week. Like, fuck you. I'm going to report. I'm not waiting because I'll forget and I'll just put it in here. <laughs> Usually it means I started writing it. I got towards the end for the price and I'm like, it's not here. I'm like, I'm not deleting it. I'm not deleting it. <laughs> and you won't mention it again next week. 
Richard Marks is performing at the Golden Nugget on Friday, April 15th. Show starts at 8 p.m. Tickets start at 50 bucks. And Taylor Dane is performing at the Golden Nugget Friday, April 22nd. Show starts at 8 p.m. Tickets start at $21. What is a Taylor Dane? What? Seriously? Totally I, I recognize right? the name, the, but I don't know on, why. Hold on. You, you didn't ask about Cage the Elephant. You didn't ask about Widespread Panic. But what is a Taylor Dane? You know what's funny? Serious? I have kind of gotten the impression that Tony doesn't believe these are real bands, and that's why he just skips. <laughs> he just says them and then moves on. He's like, "You're just making them up. You're just making them up." <laughs> Taylor Dane it was totally Clips of Heart was her big one, right? No, uh, no, that was Bonnie Tyler. Uh, Taylor oh, Dane. Taylor Dane. Um, oh, I know who you're talking about now. Um, blonde as well, but I can't. Oh, what was their big? It's more like pop rock, right? I can't remember, I can't remember any of the songs. The best part is, though, I love when I ask what is a Taylor Dane, and you guys piled on me for well, not knowing. I know she who was, she was huge. I just not... don't remember her songs. And now you're like, well, she was. Um, well, she's uh, she's saying. Let's see here. A quick, a quick Wikipedia search tells me that she is some sort of has been pop star. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> They're performing. Oh, tell it to my heart. There, there you go. go. See, there's That's one. Right. See? Uh, oh, totally. And love will lead you back. No, that one too. Yeah. I'm not going to sing it, but yeah, that one I know. <laughs> and those are the only two that I recognize. because well, yeah, She's performing at Golden Nugget on a Friday. Most of those bands are either 40 years old or have three hit songs for two years in. Yeah, yeah the show's going to be like either 15 minutes because she sings her three songs or it's going to be an hour but she just repeats the same right. song. <laughs> now, now I'd like to try this acoustically. Right. right. <laughs> all right. Well, don't forget that you can find links to purchase tickets to these and all the artists we report on in our coming attractions calendar that are on the blog. Let's check the river. So we've got some listener feedback. It is, as always, our buddy, uh, John Williams out of Canada. This guy's a good uh, writer. <laughs> he is. He's got 10 questions. And um, I guess this, this is really to prepare for the Vegas Vacation 3 that's coming up in, in May. Yeah. So uh, first of all, let me ask you, Karen, this is question number one. When meeting you specifically, Karen, when we're meeting you for the first time, is it okay to hug you? And if so, for how long? And will you have a shirt on? Okay, you added the will you have a shirt on. That right. wasn't there. Um, Are we allowed to have naked hugs with you? <laughs> Only if you come down poolside. No, kidding. It is absolutely okay. Is that okay. what you call your happy region, poolside? <laughs> it is absolutely okay to hug me for the first time. I Honestly, we've been living in the South now for about three years, and everybody down here hugs. So hugging, absolutely. And especially somebody, John, that... Although I haven't met you yet, heard so much about you and chatted with you, I expect a hug. And if I don't get one, I'm going to be offended. As far as for how long? <laughs> I'm going to call that. <laughs> I mean, of course, you can also, but it's, well, I'm, Mark, like, Mark. I'm uncomfortable with how long you're <laughs> hugging her. <laughs> and it also depends on where the arms and the hands are and, and, you know, level of squeezing and all that kind of stuff. I'm expecting it to totally be normal. Uh, but John, John, you can hug me from behind. <laughs> All right, I'm taking the next one. Number two, if we go for secret pizza at the casino that shall not be named, will Tony go with us? Um, out of yeah. being a good sport, absolutely. I was going to say, hey. 
uh, on, on behalf of his co-host, he is going. He better go. <laughs> <laughs> I, we'll, we'll drag him. We'll convince him. Yeah, one way or another. Yeah. Absolutely. So if, right, some, if someone gets drunk enough, is it wrong to try to convince them to get a tattoo of the 360 Vegas logo? I would say Absolutely not only not. It, yeah, not only is it not wrong, I'll kind of be pissed if you don't. <laughs> All right? We have not permanently branded anyone yet. I'll, I'll, I'll go, we're, I'll I go we're even behind. further. I will go have Z's <laughs> on the cost <laughs> for anybody that wants to get themselves a 360 Vegas. We'll start it. We'll start a pool. Okay, so we'll hold on. Hold on, fellas. This is where y'all have to be careful because they could start a pool, Mark, for you to get the 360 Vegas logo tattooed someplace. Oh, that's that's not gonna happen. I'm just saying you got to be careful. You're saying I, I I'll be offended if you don't do it. You're I'll gonna get pressure to get. Someone else doesn't get pressured into doing this not me i inspired all of this so i why should i be the one that deals you own it i don't i don't need, right. a tattoo. need a tattoo what's the best way to calm you down mark after karen stands on a soft 16 it's very important that you go very squirrel-esque with it like look over here look like like with a kid and keys look 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 at the keys <laughs> Just, just long enough for that to be over, and then it's like my turn or whatever. It just, yeah. So, keys, any anything shiny, <laughs> makes a lot of noise. That that, that should do it. Or, or bright like a slot machine. <laughs> that, that has the Somebody's old school. Bring a slot no, the old school. No, the old school casino sounds. A ding, 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 ding. Look, Mark, it's a one-armed bandit. Don't right. you want to play? <laughs> Sigma Derby over here. Will there be any Johnny Cash on the limo playlist? He knows for a fact that there will be no Johnny Cash on the limo playlist or in my personal library ever. Actually, that's not true. We Johnny have one. Yep, I have Hurt, which is a beautiful song. It's a fucking cop-out. He, he really that song. Even Trent Reznor likes it. I don't care. <laughs> Trent's wrong, too. It's his song. I don't care. They're all wrong. If I throw up at Vice Lounge Cigar Event, will I be made fun of, one, and will I be invited back? Two, you will be made fun of no matter what you do at uh, the. Everyone gets made fun of eventually. I event, figured that out. Any yeah. event at all, you will be made but fun of. But all in good fun. What? And yeah, again, it, if it seriously hurts your feelings, you just have to let us know. Yeah, yeah, basically. And uh, will you be invited back? Well, yes, because that means there's always a chance for a repeat. Maybe you should ask vomit again. Tony. I was going to say, ask Tony because it's his event. Ooh. Mm. I. Actually, this is not a concern that you need to have, John. I will ensure that you get a cigar that shan't make you sick. Shan't. Mm. <laughs> uh, will there be slot races? Okay, that's 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 even a silly question. We're, we're slot uh, are you going to ask us if we're going to drink too, yeah. John? <laughs> slot races have kind of, we've come to be defined by slot races. So thank yeah, you, Jamie Martinez. There's no way any Vegas vacation, this one or any in the future, will not showcase slot races. At least once. It's kind of getting to the point where we're getting pressure. Like, we're in a casino. Want to do slot races? Like, we just we just did them. Yeah, but this is a new one. It's a new casino. <laughs> it's a new casino. <laughs> Plus, there's just something really, really fun about yelling and screaming. We always get win? a crowd. Yeah, yeah. And the people that are like, what in the hell is going on over there? And so they think that it must be some sort of, like, uh, casino-sanctioned slot tournament. Mm. We're like, no, we're just a bunch of idiots that are slapping the shit a out of this. A bunch of friends. Having a good time. I got to tell you, it's really fun with every property I've ever worked at. And I've mentioned slot races. Trying to explain it to them, like, so you want to lose? To lose? You, yeah. <laughs> loud and fast? You want to lose as fast? But like, yeah, that's the game. Like, what what can we do to accommodate you? <laughs> <laughs> what denomination do you want to do? Exactly. 
That's a great idea. Like, they start coming in encouraging us. Come on, one more round. <laughs> Put your money in. Right? That's what happens. This is so much fun, guys, right? Right? We're all having fun, right? <laughs> so this is question number eight, and I love this one. What will it take to get Mark in a kid leash? There is nothing on this planet that can get me into a kid leash, John, and you're rapidly becoming someone I'm not a fan of. I love this no, idea. No, I don't there like it There are so at many all. times that I need no. this. You have no idea. No, it's not funny. Oh, John, we'll, we'll see if we can make this happen. That is never going to happen. I will Although, throw can, a tantrum right you? on that goddamn strip. <laughs> Which is fine. You're on the leash. I'll just pull you along perfect, like I do a yeah. dog. Like a dog throws a fit and puts down, I don't want to go. Yeah, you're, you're fucking moving. Let's go. Move it. Well, listen, I'll tell you what, my wife is also a, a fast walker in casinos on the strip. I mean, she's just boom, she's just gone. So frankly, it will work well. She'll actually have someone to walk with at 300 miles an hour as you're pushing people over trying to get through to a slot machine. <laughs> cool. Seven seconds faster than everyone else. So Tony, you and I will just you know, hang back, chill, and sip on our drinks that we're trying like, desperately not to spill. What is the hurry? They're not taking <laughs> the slot machine you away. walk fast. Too. I walk fast when I get through crowds of stupid people that piss me off. That's a different story. All right, the next question is, will we see the Humpty Dance? Listen, I cannot predict when the Humpty Dance comes out. It's quite possible. At any moment, inspiration could hit. Chances are, if the Humpty song comes on, or the Humpty Dance song comes on, then you might see it. I would start I would start. Maybe that really needs excited. to be on the, the uh, limo list. Humpty Dance? Yeah. Oh, That's not a bad go. idea. See? Hmm. Ah, nice. Nicely done, Karen. That's excellent. That is good. Saying. That's a good one. I can't really argue with that. They obviously want to see it again. They do. Oh, well done. Well done. Finally, number 10. If a famous person dies while Alistair is at the Vegas Vacation 3, is it safe to say he's a wizard with special powers? I find this question kind of insulting because I always assumed he was a wizard with special well, powers. Well, yeah. Of course he is. Yeah, has. I mean, he's Alistair. Look at the, the name, the accent. Look. Look yeah, it, I'm fairly confident he was actually just played himself in all the Harry Potter movies. I agree. <laughs> I agree. Just walked on. Put the robe like, on him with the hat. He, I mean, come on, totally. Absolutely. He's there. Shall we have a bit of craps? <laughs> <laughs> I love that I introduced that to him and he's obsessed with it now. <laughs> I don't understand the question, though. What What's the backstory on this particular question? Oh, you don't know this? Um, I, so one trip. He went, Michael Jackson died. Mm -hmm. Another trip he went, Kirk Kerkorian died. Mm -hmm. And I, I swear he's had I others. I think there was another one at yeah. least that it's he like, told us about. Yeah. But yeah, every time he goes to, to Vegas, somebody dies. Somebody famous dies. Right. Huh. That's very interesting. Thankfully, we aren't what you would, while, while possibly in our own minds and a few of our more fanatical listeners, we are not celebrities. However, the odds of Tony and or I dying at one of these vacations is very real. Oh I'll tell you what, I if get I the insurance die, policy paid up right me. at 360 Vegas, I would ask you to get give me a tattoo of the 360 Vegas logo <laughs> before you die. And then, well, no, 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 with my dead body. What, what? Oh. Before I die, no, hang on, we got to keep him on the rest. I'm about to die. Keep him, keep him going here. here. No. <laughs> Let's go ahead and wait until I actually pull the plug. Then, then you can, then you can tattoo my dead body. Right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Why, well, why suffer is, through the pain on. if you're already dying? Why where did, suffer? Where does he want the tattoo? I'm dead. I have much bigger things to worry about. I want so it huge. I want, want it. No, no. You know what I want? Tramp stamp it. Boom. That's what I want. Oh, that'd be clever. 360 Vegas logo, tramp stamped. Oh, that's what I that want. That nobody will see, but only That is know. my new goal. I want someone to get the chip logo <laughs> as a tramp stamp. Tramp stamp. Oh, I'm so happy about this idea. 
All right. Well, that's uh, thank you, uh, John. That was a lot of fun. That was a very cool set of questions to ask. And uh, if you don't understand any of the backstories on some of the other questions, uh, just tweet us out. We'll be more than happy to uh, give you a quick 140 character response. <laughs> and or, or I cannot wait <laughs> to meet John. I'm so excited. There's a lot of people that you, you've said that when we talk about it, but John is definitely, I mean, this is a guy that literally has become a contributor to the show because I could never think of shit like that. That's brilliant. I love that's that. Awesome. That was fun. That was fun. All right. Now, we also have an email from Mike Sprayberry. Someone want to go ahead and share uh, Mike's question with us? All right. I'll do it. So his question is, when taking a first-timer to Vegas, what is more important to you? Squeezing in as much of your favorite stuff for them as possible, as if they'll never come back, or fewer, longer experiences just to try to hook them and generally have a good time? As a pseudo-answer for myself, I struggle with this concept anytime I bring a newbie. I can't help but want them to see and do everything I've enjoyed in my 10 years loving Vegas, but worry that too much running around not only wears us all out, but also runs the risk of making casino number 10 seem all too similar to casino number four. Conversely, as much fun as I have with the spontaneity of a few unexpected hours in a random casino bar or at a random craps table, I worry that sitting still so long could be boring them or cheating them out of other Vegas experiences. Thanks for all you do, Mike. All right, I'm going to go first only because I have the shittiest memory, so I, I want to get these things out. <laughs> I am of the opinion that in your heart, plan to do these things. Plan to take them to everything that you think would be cool. However, here's what I tell everybody when you go to Vegas. The second you land, all plans are off. So to me, while you may have a giant list of things like we got to do this and this and this and this and this and this, I literally just start with the first one. And then we're like, hey, do you want to move on to something else? Oh, you just want to stay here and hang out? We well, can stay here and it's not a problem. I know I used to be really bad, especially when it was Disney we did, that it was like, you have to try all these things, oh my God, it's so great. But to me, one of the great things about Vegas is it can be as busy and exciting, as crazy in all of the places you want, or it can be 48 hours at one place having the best time of your entire life. I think it needs to be a, an even mixture of the two, particularly if it's, look, let's be honest, he, he Mike's absolutely right. At some point, casino number 10 is nothing more than a different uh, veneer than what casino number four was. So my attitude is get them to get to see the really cool things that they need to see, you know, the, the folders. Uh, tour, if you will, get them to see the Bellagio fountains, get them to see the uh, Mirage, uh, uh, what is volcano. it, the volcano. But there's nothing wrong with then going inside and spending some time gambling at those places. Take them to the video poker bar. They can get great drink service. They can play some video poker. They may not know how to play, but you know what? If they're only playing a 50 cents or a dollar at a time for the, for the video poker, don't worry about it, right? But there are so many fun things to see and do in Vegas that you, you gotta hit the highlights, I'm of the opinion, which is why I always recommend newbies stay at like Bally's oh my or God. Flamingo. Yeah. I completely forgot to mention this. We do the exact same thing. Anybody yeah. who comes to me, and obviously there's a lot of people that know what we do with the show and everything, so I get regarded as the expert. So whenever someone who knows me knows that somebody's going, like, oh my God, you gotta talk to Mark, you gotta talk to Mark about it. That is the, one of the first things I always say. I'm like, is this stay your first time? Yes, yeah. stay center strip. Stay center strip. There's no reason for you to go to any extremity because what's going to end up happening is you're going to do you're a whole miss. bunch yeah. and then you're going to get tired and you're going to go back. And then like the next day, like, oh, we still got to go do all this. But like, 
I'm not walking all that way to start getting to something new. Because let's be honest, that's what most people do, is walk, especially if you're a newbie checking the place out. And frankly, my attitude, Mike, is how many days are you going to be there? Let's just say for argument's sake, you're gonna be there for four nights. Mm -hmm. My recommendation is take them on the first day that you get into town and explore your immediate middle area. So check out Bally's and Flamingo and Cromwell and Bellagio. Then maybe on the next day, take them south strip. You know, hop on the the monorail, go on down to MGM Grand, go across the street, check out New York, New York, and go on over to the Luxor, Excalibur, things like that. And then on the the following day, take them in the opposite direction and go on up and check out Venetian and TI and Wynn. But if you overload them and you try, and, and this was my problem, I used to, you know, I did it with Jason, I did it with my wife. You, you just start dragging people, and by the time five o'clock rolls around, they're so tired because you've just been like, okay, let's go check out the next one, let's go check out the next one. Uh, pace yourself, I think, is the best way to, is my final, uh, final comment or, or thought on how to handle a newbie. All right, Karen, as somebody who has had this happen to him. <laughs> we were newbies together, because although I had been there before, I was there for a conference, so you never saw the light of day. But you know my mania. I do. So here's my advice if you're bringing somebody new in. Karen literally first, got injured the first day we were in Vegas. I literally caused her to get a blister when we fucking walked so much. So, Part, and partly that you picked the wrong shoes. Can I go now? You can. (laughs) I'm excited. We're talking about exciting things. Here's my advice. Find out what the folks that you're bringing are into. That's good. That's good. So you can say, go see the fountain. Well, the fountains are like a gimme. But when it starts coming to the different casinos and gambling and everything else, I think the first day you need to figure out what they want to do. Do they love food? Do they love to gamble? Do they want to see a show? And... Take the first day and just get them to that. It's funny get you them say hooked. that. One tiny side tangent. The second question, it like, it like, no, you got to say center strip. What kind of trip do you want? That's the second question I ask newbies. Yeah, and that's it. Because Vegas can be one of the reasons that I, again, when Mark fell so in love with Vegas that we had to go all the time, I was like, seriously, we're going back to the same place? I learned to find the Vegas that I loved. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the Vegas that I loved was the pool and the spas and the food. I learned, you know, gambling came in at different points in time, but you have to ask the newbie what they're into and start there. If you start there, that's kind of the gateway into doing something else Mm -hmm. and introducing them, you know, finding, I hate to say it, but again, 360 Vegas, the, the whole craps table thing that we did for the first time, there were so many people that hadn't played craps. Uh, that's and why I was trying they, to do it, yes. Once they learned, they're like, this is fun and easy and I totally loud agree, and, and that's know, why we will... Free drinks, and it's great. That's why we will always try to have a craps game in there, because while it was immensely fun taking over the table at Excalibur, there's something that... That game is so fucking intimidating that there's something it is. very calming and reassuring to know there isn't a single person surrounding you that will get upset with you no matter what you do whereas even when we took over that table there are people that for some odd reason didn't like being sprayed with corona prude (laughs) so yeah no my sorry are we not in vegas my advice is have a list of things that you want them to see but you really have to know the person that you're bringing Mm -hmm. and what they want to get out of the vacation what what is a vacation to them because vegas has all of it all you have to do is figure out what's what's the hook. What's going to get them to want to come back again and to love the city? Well, and like you said, 
what I love about Vegas, while our, our loves have intertwined. Well, they, they do now. It's different. We've been going for so long. Primarily, the, you find what it is that you love about Vegas. So it is important for that person to figure it out. Right. You know, they're like, I know this is cool, and this is cool, and this is cool. Well, those may be the things that you fell in love with. but I, And I, if, if they're an artistic person, hell, take them into Bellagio, take them into Wynn, take right, them into right. some of these that are free shows that you just get to see, you know, blown glass and, and yep. gardens and all this other kind of stuff that it's free to see. You have to go pay to see anywhere else. Right, it's right. stuff like you have to know who you're bringing and what they're into. And if they're like, I don't know, then you're like, well, fuck you. We're going to go see all the touristy shit. <laughs> and then they'll figure it out. Wow. No, because seriously. We have little patience. Some we people have little do patience. that. They're like, I don't know what I want to go see. But, well, but, then guess what? But see, that's the thing, though, Karen. If I, and I, at the end of the day, I truly do agree with your finding out what they're into and what they like. But the main problem might be they just don't know what they don't they know. They have no idea what they're in for. Yeah. yeah, they don't know what their options are. You know, I'll never forget thinking the coolest and this was probably my second trip I believe out to Vegas ever when I went out with Jason and we got a we, I mean we were the first flight I'm sure out of Detroit Metro Our, the flight was at let's just say 6 a.m. and because it's a four-hour flight but there's a three-hour time change the flight really only cost us one hour so we land at McCarran and we're at the we're at Bally's by let's just say 7 a.m. Mm-hmm. and we thought we were the shit for ordering alcohol at seven o'clock in the morning. Do you remember when we like, first did that? Oh, I know what he's talking about. The first time we were drinking in the a.m., we're like, this is the coolest thing ever. Yeah, yeah, we're like, look at us. It might be seven o'clock here, but it's really 10 o'clock our time, so it's okay to drink this. They're gonna think we're alcoholics, ha, ha, ha. And you, you know, that you don't know what you just don't know. Right. That most people hadn't even gone to bed yet and were still drinking at seven o'clock in the morning. And I'm thinking I'm the shit that I'm there because I'm drinking at 7 a.m. It's just, it's such a wild and surreal experience that you just don't know what you don't know about the city. And so I guess I take this from the standpoint of this is a guy that wants to bring his friends. So this is a guy that knows and loves the city. He wants them to fall in love. How do do I introduce them to this? So I guess that's my only thing is they don't know what they don't know about Vegas, but they know what they like. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So if you have a friend... That is totally into booze. Okay, let's that's find easy. the yeah. best place to go. Yeah. If you have a friend that's completely into gambling, where's the lowest limits and the best action? Okay, you can figure that out. If you have a friend that's totally into food, and, and all of this is budgetary restricted, right? Right, of course. So again, high and low based on what their budgets are and everything else. But I think as somebody that's bringing a friend, if you're somebody that knows Vegas and you're bringing a friend, you can ask them enough questions to figure out this is what will hook them in. Right. That's all I'm saying. And I agree with you, Tony. If you show up for the first time, you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. But if you have a friend that's bringing you, the friend can do, ask a couple little minor questions and you can figure out how to prioritize based on the time that you have there, what you're going to go do and go see. But I do agree with you, Mark, that you have to be okay with this was the plan. Oh, yeah. Abandon any but, plan. Well, any we're going to adjust the plan yeah. or abandon it or do something else completely because it's Vegas. I mean, yeah. that's what completely happens. All right, well, so- and I'll throw one more thought in here for you, Mike, real quick. And that is if this is truly your friend's first time to Vegas, keep him on the strip. <laughs> this is truly their first time. Like, maybe he's not a virgin. 
maybe he has had, you know, a Vegas intercourse with well, someone. he could have been like me, that I'd been to Vegas before, and I didn't like it. Yeah, that's fair. It, it took a long time for me to be like, okay, I, I like this as a vacation destination. I guess I meant insofar as if they had gone out prior to for, like, a conference where they were there for two nights and they yeah. were put up at, like, the West Gate. <laughs> and, and so they didn't really have a chance to to see Vegas because they were at this conference and they came in and, and then left. If it's a vacation, I think you want to keep them on the strip. I think the best way to Absolutely. ensure that you get, that you hook them. I don't think I would have been hooked to Vegas or on Vegas uh, with downtown trips right at the very beginning. I needed to really? go and hang out in the pyramid. I needed to go and hang out in the flamingo, you know, Bugsy's flamingo. Right. Those things are what got me because it's then you're actually seeing and experiencing the things that you that when you watch the like, you know, the the, the travel channel. Those are the real things that people know. And so when they get to see it for themselves, no offense, but I don't think that you're going to ca- you're going to hook people by taking them to you know, Main Street Station. See, I disagree because I think part of the five things that you should do if you've never been to Vegas and there's a chance that you'll never go back is you have to go to Fremont Street. Now, there's also a reason why when we do 360 Vegas vacations, it's always something we do for an evening because I don't believe it can hold anybody who isn't a big fan like like we are. I don't think it can hold their attention. It has to be like, like almost like some people would do a nightclub or dinner and a show or something like that. Like, let's go to Fremont Street, but... That, that's just me. I mean, to your point, if they aren't a big gambler or something, it's not going to take long for Fremont Street to get old. Yes. No, that's, that's absolutely. That's that's the value, I think, of Fremont is if they're big gambles, well, gamblers, then maybe they would want to. But I don't know. I, I Personally, I just think you want that experience of, of being on the strip. Yeah. So so I think I think in summary, Mike, what, what we're recommending is that <laughs> you hit the highlights. There are things like, and and those highlights are determined by you. Like Tony and I just discussed, I think Fremont's a must. He doesn't necessarily agree with that. But in your mind, what you think the highlights are, got to see the volcano, got to see the Bellagio fountains, got to see whatever it is. Put those on the docket. Those are the things like we've got to make sure that we do these things. Second, you've got to find the kind of experience that your newbie wants because what you fell head over heels in love with with Vegas may not match if, if this guy doesn't want to gamble at all then yeah maybe Fremont isn't really where you want to go or maybe dining is a primary thing maybe shows are a primary thing I mean it's you've got to figure out what they want and you got to be prepared to adapt at any moment whatever plan you have in your head get ready to abandon at a moment's notice because that's one of the most exciting things about Vegas is yeah I'm gonna sit here and play blackjack for an hour 27 hours later you're like this is amazing <laughs> oh my god but the one thing we haven't mentioned that I want to throw as the final note is remember, this is your vacation too. If you focus so much on that person's fun, you start to just not have fun because either they aren't reacting the way that you want them to react or or it, it's it's not going the way that you planned it to go. So ultimately, you know, when you're going to Vegas, it, it, right up there with Adapt at any moment, at some point you'll be like going, you're clearly not having fun. Well. I'm not gonna let it ruin my entire evening because you're clearly not digging this. Like, listen, there's this to do. I, if you want to check out this or this or this or this or this, this looks like awesome fun. I'm gonna hang out here and stay. Agreed. Well, that's gonna do it for episode 194. Thank you all for listening, downloading. We really do appreciate it. If you'd like to check out any of the stories on today's show, you can do so on the blog. We're at 360VegasPodcast.com. 
Of course, you can support the show via PayPal donations, buying stuff from our merchandise store, which is zazzle.com slash 360vegas, or you can help others find the show by reviewing us on iTunes. If you'd like to send us some feedback, written or audio, you can do so at 360vegaspodcast at gmail.com. And we highly encourage amazing questions like John Williams. And, I know, that's fun. and that was so much fun. Like, I'm just going back and I'm looking at Mike's him again. Mike's was good too, man. That was really cool. No, it was because we, we went on tangent on that one too. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. All right. Uh, where can people find you that you'll then be surprised that they found you at, Karen? Well, I'm not going to be surprised, but at. Karen Mark. But she does it all the time. She's Twitter. like, I don't understand why I have all these new followers. I'm like, oh, I don't know. Maybe because we're advertising on the fucking show all the time. <laughs> <laughs> what about Who you? are these people? Why do they keep <laughs> wanting to follow me? Oh, no, that, that actually came up this week. I'm like, I have like two or three new followers. Why are these people following me? Because I don't tweet that often. <laughs> I don't understand. Tony, where can folks find you? You can either find me. I'm at uh, Vice Lounge OL or I am at Tony Snyder. All right. That's it for episode 194. We'll see you all next week. Yeah.